thank you so much for listening to us and being with us. Today, we're going to be talking about all things Samsung Galaxy S22, specifically the S22 Ultra and the S22 Plus. Take a shot every time one of us says S22 during this podcast. I'm just kidding. Don't don't do that. It's my first time doing this. So when you're hearing this voice, you're probably wondering, who is that? Well, I'm really excited to be hosting it. My name is Shruti Shaker, and I'm one of the writers here at Android Central. Joining me this week is Nicholas Sutrick. You all know him. He got the S22 Ultra, right, Nick? Yes, or something like that. I think that's what we call it. (laughs) And for the first time, we're also having Michael Hicks joining us. He's also an Android Central podcast, or rather, excuse me, writer, but now going to be a podcaster. He got the S22 Plus, right, Michael? I did. Looking forward to speaking to you all for the first time. (laughs) Great. And we can't forget the best for last. Jerry Hildenbrand, thanks again for being here. Hey, I ain't got nothing. I'm just here for the good time. (laughs) Okay, so we've got a lot to unpack today. Um, Haha, unpacked. But by now, you've had a chance to read Nick's and Michael's amazing review, which are both very comprehensive. So I'm going to put it out there for all of you guys Specifically, Michael and Nick, you know, obviously you've been playing with the phones for a while. What are your overall thoughts of these phones? You want to go first, Michael? Sure. Go Uh, for it. So, you know, going into this, it's been a real pleasure to use it just simply because I've been reviewing a lot of uh, Nokia phones, budget tablets, things where you kind of have to find the silver lining in a $200 device. This was like a big up for you. This was like yes. a big win. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, this is, okay, now this is how things are supposed to work. I don't need to, you know, pretend it's all working great. Not, not that I'm pretending on those, but yeah, with the plus, <laughs> nice it really save. is just, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Everyone's going to doubt my reviews now. Um, yeah, it just, it works the way it's supposed to. Everything works really quickly in terms of, you know, you pick it up, fingerprint, face unlock, whatever. It takes no time at all. Any app you load, it loads just like that. Um, charging it, I it was dead before the podcast, and I charged it, and in 32 minutes, it was at 76%. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Just in general, it seems like a well-made device. It's mostly comfortable to hold, and yeah, it Seems like it's better to use than the Ultra. So you know, oh. just throwing ah. that out there. <laughs> Youch. Yeah. Was, was that Michael. some hesitancy I heard, Jerry? No, I just <laughs> no. was laughing because that's really <laughs> okay. what Samsung wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's I, I think I retweeted uh I'm not think I did retweet your review this morning and I was like, I think the middle child is gonna be the best choice for most people. Because it's like oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, price-wise aside, right? Well, what what did you say when we were talking about that? You said it's the Goldilocks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. I mean, yeah. it's middle-of-the-road price. Like, it's probably the right size device for most people. I mean, there's a reason, you know, the largest iPhones are the best-selling models. People want a larger screen. That I would say most people enjoy the larger screen. Um, functionally, you know, these are all basically the same functionally. They have the same processor. Uh, the middle one has a slightly smaller battery than last year's. It's the same for the smaller one, but 
unlike that one, this doesn't really seem to have issues. Um, and, and oddly enough, it seems to do a better job at keeping battery life the same as last year than the Ultra did. That's the, the middle phone, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the middle phone is like a lot more similar to last year's phone plus, you know, some upgrades, whereas the Ultra and the smaller one are a step back in battery life. Mm. Like I, I know we don't have the smaller one yet, but um, I've seen several other people that have it talk about how the smaller one's battery life is not great. It barely lasts a day. It it doesn't quite seem like a small Pixel 4 levels of awful battery life, but... Daniel four or Daniel Bader said it was close to the Pixel 4. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, and that's, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, everybody listening, you we know Daniel. You can trust Daniel. <laughs> that's not good at all. No, so listen, we're we're gonna get to that to that smaller the baby battery in a bit. But you know, since we are on the topic of battery life, you both had very different takes on the phone batteries. Like you know, Nick, you you were kind of like really not that impressed with the Ultra's battery battery life. Like, what was so unimpressive about it? Okay, so uh, for me, while I'm using it, you know, the first day I'd never count. I don't even take a screenshot of the first day because there's so much stuff you're downloading and setting up. It's completely unrealistic to expect that to be a decent one. But it didn't really get any better for me as I started using it. Mm. The only day that I ended with, you know, close to half the battery life left was yesterday. And that was because I barely touched the phone. (laughs) Like. You know, and that when I hear that, that sounds that's so shitty because like it the the phone itself is expensive. It's got a smaller battery size, and it's like the specs are so different than the S twenty one, and the S twenty one is cheaper. I almost wonder like why get the ultra for this phone like this the S twenty two. It just doesn't make sense to me. And when people are buying phones, isn't that one of the main things that they're looking at? Like you know, they're looking at battery life and they're looking at camera. Right, and and I know at least in my usage, I would say. The Ultra's battery life is not a problem, but it's notably worse than last year's. Um, In both of our reviews, we referenced several different benchmarks and different tests that were put on by um, our parent company, Future Labs. And in their their battery tests, the S21 Ultra lasted 11 hours, 25 minutes, and the S22 Ultra only lasted 8 hours, 50 minutes. So we're talking over an hour worse battery life effectively you know and these are synthetic tests they're running super bright screen and all that stuff so you know don't expect to only get eight hours of battery life out of an s22 ultra that's not what that means but running the same tests you can see a notable difference between these two and it's not in the, the ultra the s22 ultra's favor yeah whereas with the plus the test showed i think the s21 plus was nine hours, 55 minutes, and the S22 Plus was nine hours, 45 minutes on the same test. So really, it's you know not a big difference. And again, you're going to see a lot more than that in actual usage. I Or a was, lot less. Or a lot less, exactly. I mean, it, you got to remember, when you get your phone and you say, well, I can't use mine with the screen on for nine hours. What the hell's going on? It's because you're out jumping around network towers and it's very, very different. There's a reason that battery benchmarks, they're all kind of tried to be done the same. So you have a baseline of, of what to expect based on another phone. Don't, don't take these numbers as gospel. 
Right, exactly. And and even if they are unrealistic, like you said, the reason is that we we have a benchmark to compare it to. You know, we have that that base. Okay, last year lasted this long. This right. year doesn't last as long or whatever. But I also thought it was interesting that the plus lasts longer than the ultra, especially given the fact that yeah. the ultra has a notably larger battery. Mm. Well, because everybody's going to want to know uh, both Michael and Nick which network and yes or no five G. Is it is it also the functionality of what you're doing on the phone that that I mean I, obviously that would how how much you're using your phone is a direct result in terms of how long the battery lasts but like if the battery's larger then and you're doing more things that shouldn't make a difference or would it right but I'm I'm even just comparing the you know the benchmarks that Future Labs ran like the mm-hmm. plus runs I can't remember what what did you say Michael nine hours what. Uh, nine hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's that's an hour longer than the Ultra lasted <laughs> on the that's, same test. I, I, that's that's strange, though. Like, no? that's, like, a, that's a long period of time. <laughs> that's not a small difference. Yeah. And to answer your question, Jerry, uh, Samsung gave me a model that's using T-Mobile and with 5G enabled. So, so. Uh, we're, we're the same then because I'm using T-Mobile with 5G here. I'm also curious to know, because in both of your reviews, you talk about the charger itself. You know, your phones didn't come with the charging cable or with the 45-watt charger. Um, and, you know, Nick, you notably mentioned this in your in your review that, you know, most people would have a 10-watt or a 15-watt and maybe even a 25-watt charger, but most people are not going to have a 45-watt charger this has been kind of a big issue for a lot of people when talking about what is coming in the package of a phone when you're buying that phone or when you're going to get it from a carrier or whatever, not having that charger. I mean, obviously, we know one of the reasons is, you know, reducing waste. You know, Samsung wants to sort of keep up with the trend of sustainability. And, you know, there's that whole argument there. But is if we're not, if if average users don't have a 45-watt charger, it almost does it make sense to not do that? Or what's the big issue here? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fine with most manufacturers not including a charger when it's, you know, like you said, 15 watt, 20, 25 watt, whatever. Most of us already have those sitting around. We probably have five of them in a box somewhere. But if you're going to go and do a new standard effectively, I mean, it's not a standard, but but it kind of is, though, if you think about it. Yeah, it's 45-watt charging is the point. And yeah. most people just don't have a 45-watt charger sitting around. You're going to have to go and spend another 50 bucks or whatever a 45-watt charger is. And I already spent twelve or $1,300 on this phone. Like, you see my point. It just, it feels, it feels a little cheap on Samsung's part. And, you know, again, I know we want to not have as much waste in the box and stuff. But if this is using 45 and most people only have 25, they should probably have just included a 45 this year. You know, it's interesting when you say like this is because it is, it is a new standard that both things actually not including a charger is a new standard, but also changing the wattage is a new standard too. So you would think like, okay, let's just give everybody at least one 45 watt charger and then create the standard. Right. Now on the flip side of that, Uh, There have been some tests that show the new 45-watt chargers basically make no difference. And it's it's effectively the same thing we saw on the Pixel 6, where you go and get that, what was it, 33-watt? It was a weird number. Mm. I think it's 33-watt. Yeah, it was strange. Anyway, um, 
you get that, and it's barely any different from the 18-watt one that Pixels have been using for, you know, six years now. Wait, Jerry, I feel like you've had, you've been talking about this for a while, too. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm pretty sure Nick and I saw the same things. That, uh, you know, I've, Sam Mobile is a name most people listening know. They literally didn't find much difference in the charging speed at all. So, you know, I, I agree that if Samsung wants to make a new phone says, look, now we charge it this number of watts, uh, but you don't have a charger. So we put one in a box this year. That's the right thing to do. But still, why isn't it making that big of a difference? I don't know. I'd have to look at one. Mm. Right. It's just weird. And, mm. and then, you know, you had the fact that they dropped the charging speed last year. So the S20 had 45 the s21 had 25 and then now we're back to 45 and yep. it almost makes me think they had issues with overheating or things like that which i mean we'll get into that in the next yeah. topic in general but i'm assuming maybe they had heating issues and okay well we'll advertise that it can go 45 but it can't sustain that so you get 45 for the first 20 minutes and then it's going to drop off a cliff from there yeah uh, I, I wonder <laughs> if it's not something like the the Pixel 6 issue with wireless charging where, okay, the parts inside are capable of this, but we don't like the technical solution we have figured out in software yet, so it's not enabled, but very soon it will be, and then, what, two months later, it it's enabled, and it works, and I guess it's noticeably different. I've got one of their new chargers, wireless chargers here to review. God, I'll get it reviewed, but I, I don't know how many say too many words about a charger. But I, I, you know, I can see Samsung doing that. They have the, you know, the components that are more than capable. So stick them in there, and then let the engineering team work out the right solution. So maybe we'll see an update that bumps up the charging speed, or maybe not. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and find out and see what happens there. I want to move on to a topic that I'm I'm actually really really excited to talk about because we've been talking about this within our team for a few a, a while now and both Michael and Nick you've experienced this this whole issue around the phones heating up. Okay, so let me just explain to listeners if if they haven't been paying attention, but basically um, there have been some complaints here and there about how these phones are heating up, specifically when performing certain tasks like gaming. So I know, Nick, you were playing Fortnite with your son. Michael, you were playing uh, Genshin Impact. Is it Genshin? Genshin? Oh, my God, everyone's, everyone is going <laughs> I to... I think it's Genshin. Genshin. Everyone's <laughs> going to make fun of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, you both experienced this Um Let's delve into this. And I know, Jerry, I know you have some some big thoughts about this because um, it, it not only are we seeing the heating issues, but also the underreported aspect of of Samsung's phones being heated up. Like, I, I just think there's a lot to discuss here. Um, so, Michael, why don't you why don't you start off on this one? Yeah. So when you're first setting up a phone, I don't blame it when it's running hot because it's downloading a bunch of things in the background and you're testing things out for the first time. And so when it got very warm. I gave it a pass for the most part. Um, but it kept happening in certain situations. Um, you know, when you're downloading Genshin, Genshin, now I'm doubting myself, <laughs> uh, you know, it's 12 gigabytes of stuff and you're, you know, it, it's going to heat things up. But then I, I reset the phone 
you know, I just figured, okay, it's done with everything. Let's give it a chance to breathe and start again and only have that app open and see how it does. And just running on medium graphics, it heated up pretty high. Now, I don't necessarily know, you know, how many people buy an eight gigabyte phone expecting things to run on high graphics or anything like that. But when it came to the games that are very specifically graphically intensive, not the one like not Crossy Road or something simple, there was warmth and then it seemed to get really hot in specific situations. But I didn't necessarily see a slowdown in performance is the thing. So if you're holding a case, if you're using it in a case, you may not even necessarily notice it because it won't be on your fingertips. And the performance so far seems fine, if not as good as a a 12 gigabyte phone. So I guess the question is how important this is. And I'll probably leave that to Jerry and Nick, but that was my experience. When when you were saying you felt felt it, I mean, I'm assuming it was all over, or was it in a specific area? Was it the? It's more towards the top of the phone, near the camera module, like the top center. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, Michael, uh, or rather Nick, um, what are your thoughts on this? So on the ultra. Um, like you said, the first time I kind of came across this was um, over the weekend while playing Fortnite on the Ultra. Um, I was using a GameSir X2 controller, um, and it was gl- like the game was just glitching like crazy visually. It, it looked a lot to me like, um, you know, if you get a bad graphics card, if anybody out there is a PC builder and has had a bad GPU in the past, you get a bad GPU and you have crap going on all over the screen. It's 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 super glitchy. Everything gets pixelated. You have colors flying everywhere. It just, you know, it looks broken. And that is what this looked like. And typically, oh my God. yeah, it was crazy looking. And I'm like, this is bizarre. I, I took it out of the, the controller. It was not even warm. And that's the thing that I've noticed about the Ultra is it doesn't even get warm. Like it's barely above room temperature to my hands. So it, it seems like the opposite of what Michael was seeing with the Plus. And Mm. that, you know, I haven't seen that, but I was not able to replicate this problem again. And that's the weird thing, because like I played it for an hour and a half on Saturday and then on Sunday I tried to replicate it again and I played for three hours and it never once happened. And like the glitchy part, you mean? Right. And so I had um, I had a call with Samsung after that because, you know, I'd, I'd let them know, hey, I don't know if there's something wrong with this unit or if this is a known issue with Fortnite. And they said they were able to replicate the issue on Fortnite, but nothing else. Which oh. tells me this could be some weird. <laughs> yeah, this could, this could be some weird. I know, I know, Jerry, I know. <laughs> Jerry's got his own ideas about this. And I'll let him spill that. But Jerry, spill the, the beans. Hold on. No, for, no. First, first, first. <laughs> like, okay, I tried playing Genshin Impact, just like Michael said. I played it for an hour and a half. Never saw visual glitching. I tried a bunch of other games. I again, even Fortnite, and I have not been able to replicate it. So I don't know what the heck was going on. I don't know if it's if it's a more far flung issue than just hey, maybe this was something weird with the update because there has been an update to Fortnite since then, and maybe they fixed it in it. You know, again, I'm like just seeing that early on though makes me go, oh no, especially with I think probably what we'll talk about in a minute, Jerry, about the the throttling on this thing. Yeah. 
You want to okay. go into yours now? Well, I, so, yeah, Jerry, I, I need to hear, and then, <laughs> I, yeah, let we need to hear what that laugh was all about. Well, first of all, I, the laugh is, I think it's hilarious that Samsung wanted to blame Epic, and I'm glad that somebody wants to blame Epic. <laughs> you know, blame blame Fortnite. That was that was the best answer, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's probably kind of true. Kind of Samsung's fault, kind of Google's fault, kind of Epic's fault, and it's around you know the the version of Android 12 on there and the different way it, it handles the GPU drivers and the GPU itself in a new chip needed ironed out and and I could see one game being worse than the rest. So I'm not going to argue. I just thought it was awesome that they wanted to blame Epic. Uh, but and I I do want to say right up front that notice that both michael and nick said you don't notice it in the performance mm-hmm. so i don't think that this issue is like some show-stopping bug that should make you never consider buying these phones no but the flip side is stop thinking about games or spreadsheets or anything else you want to do on a phone and go back to the thing i hate the most which is benchmarks uh mm. there is no doubt that these phones throttle really, really a, a lot, a lot more than the S21 did. And they throttle like the FE did, which had a notable problem amongst the people who love to run benchmarks that it throttled so quickly, thermally throttled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the good news again is that the CPU is seemingly powerful enough that you don't notice a big performance hit while it's throttling. But it definitely does. There are definitely heat issues at play. Uh, if you go to uh, PC Mag, Sasha Sagan yep. had a great article right before the reviews went live about, you know, he benchmarked it to compare it to Apple's processor. Well, of course, it sucks compared to what Apple makes, but everything does right now. But specifically in there, there's a, a section on benchmarking. And and he's got a, you know, a great picture that just shows it in action. S21 on one side, not throttling. S22 on the other side, throttling really hard, and the CPU scaled way back. That's a potential problem. I I, I say potential because as far as we have seen, it's not a problem yet. Then again, nobody has these phones except reviewers. Right. When you get them into a million different hands, problems can arise. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking into it. I've shot some you know feelers out to some people that are in the industry and i've asked samsung a couple questions we'll see who gets back and the uh, what other reviewers are seeing are all over the place especially with the plus uh one common theme is it doesn't make cause a big performance hit but some people are feeling the phones get really warm other people's aren't feeling it get warm but the benchmarks just tank horribly uh more than one outlet has had their units replaced by samsung because they literally thought there was something wrong with them i don't know if i'm allowed to name any names so i won't but know that these people that are telling you this did try to ferret out what's going on because it's real so let me let me ask you a a question that i feel like you know, obviously our, our listeners are, are well-equipped in understanding and really in the know of what's happening. But for that average user who 
who is listening to this, how big of a deal is that? You know, if if they're consistently running into this overheating issue or the throttling issue. The the throttling, I don't think is is, is a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. What Michael saw, especially when he said he noticed it near the camera module, uh, to me, that is a little bit more concerning. Uh, in just a few months, it's going to be 100 degrees outside and you're going to want to take what 42k video or whatever the hell I bit rate video <laughs> these phones right can take outside in that heat. And if the processor causes the camera modules to get hot when you're not using them, when you are using them, you know, you don't want to be able to only take two minutes of video and it tells you that it's got to shut down because it's overheating. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I hope that's not the case, but it could be totally. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the this is something that I wanted to touch on because I think it was kind of interesting. And I think Jerry, you brought this up, but you know, we've seen with um the latest Pixel devices, there have been a number of issues. You know, some of them are software, so it, it isn't necessarily the phone, it's obviously Android 12. Um, but you know, the phone has seen some issues and whatever. And um whenever those things arise, you know, we see in the media, we kind of almost you know, tear Google apart by saying, look at this issue yep. with this phone, look at, look what's happening with Google, da, 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 da. Um, and now we've heard, you know, on multiple instances that p- potentially these these new S22 phones are overheating or it, it, it's a little bit heating. And I think you had mentioned that you, you know, most reviewers are just using it as like a one sentence type of situation and sort of almost giving Samsung a pass. But yeah, if it, it, was, it seems that way, yeah. And, you know, and if it was Google, that pass wouldn't exist. What's happening here? You have to understand, as somebody who writes for an Android website, I know the f- most important thing is I have to write what you want to read. Readers want to see Google get torn down. And we should want to see Google get torn down. Uh, this is all Google's baby. Everything that goes wrong with anything that has to do with Android Google should be very concerned about when it's their own phones and their own products. We should definitely expect Google to be scrambling and we should call them to the carpet at all times. We need to be doing the same for Samsung. Uh, You wouldn't know it if you only read the things I write, but my favorite phone maker is Samsung. I think they make the best phone hardware in the world. And that means, yeah, I think they make better phones than Apple. So with, you know, with no software involved whatsoever, I think Samsung makes a better product than anyone else. So I hold Samsung to a much higher standard. And if the wind blows and something goes wrong at Samsung headquarters, I think the whole world should be talking about it because this is Samsung. They should be held accountable and forced to be better at all times, just like we expect from Google or Apple or Microsoft, and it puzzles me why people don't feel the same way, especially people who are big fans of a specific product or brand like Samsung. If you're a Samsung fan, I think you should want to know everything that Samsung does wrong and just so you can find their response to see how they're going to handle it in the future. And that, that doesn't happen. And I'm exploring a way to you know, write that without saying that we're all jerks, including me. (laughs) And maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe it'll be my exit from this industry. I'll just say all y'all are jerks. 
<laughs> and then, then I'll quit. But I, I, I don't, don't know. think we could have you leave us anytime soon, Jerry. We you're too valuable to us. <laughs> but anyway, think about think about that the next time you hear about an issue with a product that you like and you don't see it very widely reported. Do you want to see it very widely reported? I know I do. And I'm just asking everybody listening out there to think about that for a little bit. Totally. Yeah. And it's just, you know, when you, whenever there's a problem, I inevitably hear in my own brain the whataboutism that is going to arise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. well, Apple does it worse. Google does it worse. Or, you know, it's just, it, it is stressful sometimes to bring attention to things because you are concerned about the response of people who will think that an attack on an issue means an attack on the brand or an attack on right. them for liking the brand. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not the case. Trust me. We have to pick and choose what we can write. And we know you want to hear everything wrong with the pixel. We know that we have numbers to back that up. So of course we have to do that. We're also glad to write about Google's mistakes. I think we'd all be equally glad to write about Samsung's mistakes if you all wanted to hear about them more. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we've got so many more things that we want to talk about with the new S22 series, specifically camera, video, cases, object eraser, S Pen. Oh my gosh, there's so much more to come. But let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back. It might still be a bit cold out, but it'll be heating up soon enough. So today, I'm excited to announce that Manscaped launched their ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, this one's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about a leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ACP. We've already talked about the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 with its advanced skin-safe technology that helps reduce cuts in the most sensitive areas, but this Manscaped package is for the rest of you. Inside is Manscaped's premium deodorant for those stanky armpits. This deodorant dries clear, is aluminum-free, and smells like their signature scent. Next is the hydrating body spray. Have tattoos or issues with dry skin? Well, this spray-on lotion is designed to keep your skin feeling moisturized, smooth, and smelling fresh. You'll also get the body wash, which is an aloe vera and sea salt-infused shower gel. The two-in-one shampoo and conditioner will clean your scalp with an easy one step, and you'll even get a free gift. That's a three-pack set of lip balm that's made with ingredients like vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep your lips from getting all cracked and nasty the rest of winter and beyond. That's four products, plus a gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. Like what you hear? Go ahead and get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code ACP at manscaped.com. That's ACP like Android Central Podcast. Remember, 20% off, plus free shipping with the code ACP at manscaped.com. Power of Attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. All right. So, cameras? Cameras. 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 <laughs> let's cameras. talk let's talk about cameras. Uh I mean, I particularly love talking about cameras because I love taking pictures. I think a lot of people 
I said this earlier when they're buying a phone. I mean, I think the number one thing that people are always looking for is how good is the camera? Is it picture quality? Does it take nice night photography? Is it Instagrammable? (laughs) Does it help me take Instagrammable pictures? Anyways, I want to talk about these cameras in these phones because both, you know, you and Michael and Nick, you both had, you know, interesting takes and, um, yeah, specifically, Nick, you I, you wrote an editorial before uh, the the hands-on that you wrote and your review basically saying, you know, this is the year that Samsung might actually be able to dethrone Google. Um, but, you know, that kind of didn't fully pan out. Like, they're close, but not in, entirely. What were, what were your thoughts? Yeah. It's definitely closer than ever before. Um Depending on how you break out the categories in my ultra review, there are maybe six or seven different photo categories that I broke everything into, which Samsung won at least half of them. If you break it into seven categories, they won four out of the seven. So, you know, that's that's pretty substantial. I would say that's a big improvement over what we've seen in the past. Typically, I would say Google takes, you know, basically all of those categories And then when you get to video, it's usually a different story. And, you know, once again, Samsung won the video category. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, But I I have to say, okay, let's see. If we're going to go with the two categories that I was surprised where they didn't immediately win, number one, you have the main camera, okay, in literally every lighting condition it lost to the Pixel 6. It didn't do as well with uh, dynamic range. So, like, in my first picture on here of the statue, the the white toning on the statue, because it's a marble statue, you can see so much more detail on the pixels. It's got much better shadows. Um, on the S22 Ultra, it's a little blown out on her shoulder. And then the beam behind her is totally, you know, the blacks are all crushed on that versus you look at the pixels and you can see the detail on the moss and stuff. Like, oh, it's yeah. little stuff like that. It's probably splitting hairs. Maybe most people don't care. But... I'm a snob with this stuff. (laughs) Point it out. And they still, I don't know what it is, but they still have a problem with fine detail in everything. Like every lighting condition lacks fine detail on the main sensor. That's really unfortunate, especially with the price point of this phone. Right. And and again, this is probably splitting hairs because unless you have a Pixel 6, you probably, it's probably not much of a difference. But this was the area where I thought Samsung was really going to do a better job this year because of what they told us in the pre-brief with the adaptive pixel stuff and the way nitography works. Um, And, you know, in a nutshell, the way that was supposed to work was, I'm sure it does, it has a multi-frame capture and then it uses that 108 megapixel camera to take like one 108 megapixel shot, blend them all together, and you're, you know, theoretically supposed to end up with the extra detail in the 108 megapixel shot and then the better lighting in the multi-frame captures that they do. And I don't know. I just, I don't see it. <laughs> well, and it's, how do I say this gently? Oh, oh okay. The <laughs> hardware inside, even the best phone, the camera hardware on it is shit. It's garbage. You can go buy one of those cameras that have Barbie on it that are disposable <laughs> and the lens <laughs> itself is better. <laughs> Oh to God, compensate Jerry. to compensate for that, they they use software, and that's where Google is king. Google is just its AI to make a photo is so good that even with 
even worse shitty hardware, they can take pictures that show more detail and have better dynamic range. And once you nail the dynamic range, you can do the rest. That's as soon as Nick said, the, you know, the, the S 22 doesn't have as much dynamic range. Well, of course the pictures aren't going to look as good. Mm-hmm. It just right. doesn't have as much to choose from there. When Samsung ever gets to the point where they figure out, you know, I just call it AI as a catch all. <laughs> they, they can make a, a phone that takes better pictures than a pixel. Apple is very close, and Apple is spending billions and billions of dollars on on just the software to to turn a f- picture you take into a picture you look at. But to be fair, Nick, Samsung has always used its its cameras to make pictures that look best on device. For well, sure, that's interesting. That you know, is interesting. Do those pictures look better on the phone than they do on your computer monitor? Is a question. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And th- and you're right. That has almost always been the case. I I've complained about that for years. <laughs> and I'm sure Michael, you see the same thing, and it makes sense. Michael, where do you mostly look at photographs? Yeah, mostly on my phone. So Samsung is on to something there that Google and Apple haven't, you know, spent as much time tweaking yeah but it that kind of goes also with the whole marketing aspect that samsung has done with their with their cameras right i mean we saw during that presentation the unpacked presentation samsung entirely was catering to that gen z demographic and you know early millennial demographic who are all on social media and who are always on their phone. So they don't necessarily need to be, I mean, you don't go on Instagram on your desktop. Like who does that? You know, you're on your phone looking at Instagram. You're on your phone looking at TikTok. You're on your phone looking at Facebook. So yeah, Jerry, you have a point there. People are just looking at their phone. And I think Samsung has figured that out. Well, my my question, I'll ask Michael and Nick both. If I've got a kid who's all hyped up on chocolate and I'm all hyped down on liquor or weed or something, and I just want to pull my phone out and take a picture of them running around doing something crazy, can either phone do that? No. Take a picture that's good (laughs) enough just to post to Facebook. (laughs) No. I mean, unless you enjoy blurry kids, no. See, that's a shame. (laughs) Yeah. That is a shame because the Pixel doesn't do it all the time either. But I think we all know if you hold the button down and take 10 pictures, you'll get at least one that's not a blurry mess. That's where I think the biggest improvement we need to see from Samsung and Apple. Right. Is in grabbing that instant focus when the user doesn't feel like hitting any extra buttons. <laughs> and and the thing is, so this time around, I was actually really surprised because when I reviewed the Fold 3, for the most part, when I would take pictures of my son, it would replace the initial, you know, crappy looking blurry picture with an amalgam of, you know, multi-frame stuff that it does in the background. It would take a second or two to to pop it in, but it almost always gave me a good shot. And I was really surprised because, you know, the phone, the Fold 3 is supposed to have crappy cameras, right? And that the whole, the whole spiel. So I was expecting this to be able to do the same thing, maybe even better again, because of all the stuff they talked about ahead of time. But, you know, in the the examples that I used in the review, that was my son's birthday party. He had three friends over. They were doing a pillow fight. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. This is exactly what people are going to do. So I stuck the phones right next to each other and I hit the shutter buttons at the same time with my thumb. And 
every single time the pixel shot was better. It's oh not my even gosh. in most cases, it's not even close. Like, you know, if you look at the first picture in that section on the review, again, I tapped the shutter button at the same time. The result that Google gave me was an image that basically all the kids are crystal clear. Whereas the one that Samsung gave me, I mean, the room looks great, but the kids are all blurred. Blurry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, Google's software is just better at picking out these little bits, you know, the one frame that doesn't have a blurred kid in it or something. And then it gives you that. And I think that's that's where Samsung still has a problem. And I even saw that um, when Michael Fisher first got his. He went to a park in the middle of the day. It was taking pictures of dogs. Guess what the dogs look like? They're all a bunch of blurry yeah. animals. That, that's <laughs> disheartening because two of the best pictures I've ever seen taken by a phone are one the pictures that Michael just took. One is it's either a duck or a Canada goose or something rippling in the water. Right. And it's just beautiful. Everything is crisp and clear and in focus. And the other is, I don't know, is it wisteria or some sort of red or pink flower? It's in a, it's either sunrise or sunset. It's got a nice warm tone. Those pictures are just really hard to get right. And they look really, really good. And they were taken by a phone. So it's, it's really sad to know that it's not getting some of the other things is done as well. Yeah, I will say that um, with the plus, I don't have a point of comparison like Nick with the Pixel. So unless you want to see like versus the Nokia G20, I couldn't exactly, <laughs> you know, give you a good point well, there. But did, didn't you say, Michael, that that the 22 Plus actually beats mid-range phones for photo quality? I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, mid-range phones, <laughs> older phones, great. but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got really good close-ups with this, and I did manage to get some shots of cats or geese that were in motion, but you can still see some blur to it. It's not bad. It's not as, you know, other other older phones or worse phones are not going to be able to even take a shot as quickly, so you won't get even as close as Nick and I got with motion stuff. But, yeah, in terms of things in motion, or especially with the plus details further out, they're not as great. I, I did like the color of my shots a lot. I thought that it, it captured good lighting. I'm not sure how it compares to other brands, but I think, you know, it's good. It's just, it's a thousand dollar phone and Samsung treats it as the second class because it wants people to go to the ultra and get the best possible thing. But it is also in competition with the $900 Pixel 6 Pro which is matching up very well with the $1,200 Ultra. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a shame that the the Plus is, I, I would say, genuinely good, but not as good as it could be at that price point. Maybe. I brought your review back up and found that picture of those flowers. That, that, that color, and that may not be true to life. It may be Samsung doing its thing to make stuff richer. But that, that color... You can see about a thousand different shades of green in there, and they all look good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good picture. Yeah, that's a phenomenal picture. Did you take that with portrait mode, or was that just an auto shot? Uh, let's I don't know see, if you remember one of the the flowers. I think that one might have been portrait mode. But, yeah. See, I go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, go to the next photo, and you can see exactly what Michael was talking about. You can see the ducks are moving, and it's all blurry. Oh, yep. Yep, that duck trying to flap its wings. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and that's in the middle of the day. 
that's, exactly. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I, this is not even a lighting issue. It's not like, oh, low light's tough. This, this is just, they have a hard time with motion. And it feels like they went backward on this because again, I don't remember having this issue with the Fold 3, which has way worse camera hardware. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. But what's even more unfortunate is I think something that both you and Michael have experienced is this whole issue of the wobbliness, I can't speak, wobbliness of the phone. Because, of course, we're still talking about the cameras, but basically the fact that there's like how many cameras on the back, like 20 million that just all makes the phone, like all the, <laughs> all cameras. the cameras, let's just put all the cameras on this phone. What What's what's up with that? Uh, okay, so it's a little bit different on the two because the housing is uh, quite different. Um, on the note, I feel like it's more of a problem um, for two reasons. Number one, the, the way they designed this camera housing with the lenses being separate like this. Good heavens, you want to talk about a dust magnet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time you stick this thing in your pocket and pull it out, it looks like it went to war and came back dirty. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous how much lint this thing finds, okay? So, and then, of course, there's the other part where, like most phones now, you have a giant camera hump on one side of the phone, so when you put it on a desk, it wobbles. Well, you know, with a regular phone, does it really matter? You're not really using a phone sitting on a table without touching it. But a note, you're probably going to write stuff down. And if you got the thing wobbling all over the place, it's, it's actually a problem. <laughs> like, it's not just a dumb complaint. No, it, it's not. But also, uh, how many people are actually using their phone without a case? And and that's the question, because I have probably 45 cases here for the f- phone. Slight sarcasm, but not much. <laughs> and all of them fix this issue, because all of them, even the back out, which, you know... Again, it makes me wonder, like, why didn't they just stick an extra 400 milliamps, milliamp hours battery in this thing? I butchered the heck out of that, whatever, <laughs> and and make it slightly thicker if that's all anybody's ever going to do. I, don't know, I just it's some of these decisions are so irritating to me. It feels they feel obvious, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not thinking from the same perspective. They need to say how thin it is on the spec sheet. Mm-hmm. But why? Nobody cares about that. There's not one living oh, soul that actually care. cares. They'll start mocking the phones like, look at that brick phone right there. <laughs> I, I think you, and everyone you know, they have who to make uses it is get, to literally never going to notice because they all put yeah. a case on it. You have been doing this for a long time. So you probably remember when <laughs> LG announced the Optimus Black. Okay. The only thing it had going for it was it was the world's thinnest smartphone. It was like four millimeters. Yeah. And they made a huge deal out of it and everybody praised it for that one fact alone. I don't know if that means people care, but the people that make phones care. And and they probably sold three of them because yeah. everyone in the real world looked at the battery life and went, what? It lasts an hour on a charge? Now yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super duper insanely thin. Just before we move on, I, I just think, hey, this is, we should definitely I love, tell. I love that. I love that. Michael just wants to move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, just this is a. We need to tell Derek to do a poll on this because I'm actually. I think we're all genuinely curious how many people like to live their life dangerously and go caseless. So, you know how many people do that. But I, I do think, you know, do you think? It, I think it matters for the note because yes, it's going to be used laying down, but. Do you think it really matters in the end if a phone 
won't wobble if it's in a case. You know, do, do you think that it would be considered a design flaw or is Samsung assuming people will put a case on this and then it won't wobble and then it's fine? No, I, I genuinely feel people, I think there are more people who, uses case, who use cases than people who don't. Uh, I'm going to give a funny example. Have you guys watched Succession? No. I tried. I, I couldn't get into <laughs> it. They were, I didn't like anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I mean that's the whole point. But it was funny. I, I made a comment. Uh, I was I tweeted about this, and I I was like, oh, it's it's kind of funny how no one on the show uses a phone case. And then someone replied to that tweet and said, that's because they're all billionaires and they don't need a phone case to protect their phone. I don't think the average user is a billionaire, and I think the average user is going to use a phone case because I think they really do care about protecting their well, phone. You know, I'm a hundred air, if anything. I don't know about a billionaire. <laughs> All right, but I, I've never used a case on a phone. But you're 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 amazing. You're a hero. I no, I just don't <laughs> drop my expensive shit. <laughs> Keep that damn thing in your pocket while you're walking around or rolling around or whatever. And like, okay, most phones, I do not want a case on it. I like the way the phone feels. At oh. most, I'll put a skin on it. Like the Pixel, I stuck a skin on it because it's slippery. But I still mm-hmm. don't want a case on the thing. I hate it. I have like three or four different cases on them, and I can't stand the way they make the phone feel. Listen, I think you guys are all biased losers because you all mm-hmm. get these gadgets, and you're able to like <laughs> just enjoy no. your phones without cases. I, I don't review phones anymore. I, okay, I fair. Get my one phone a year. And I don't want a case on it. I mean, okay. I don't Fair want enough. no nasty in, piece in, of rubber. In any case, though, the S22 Ultra is the only phone in recent memory that I personally would not use without a case on it. Mm. To me, that says a lot because I hate phone cases. <laughs> uh, can we all appreciate the fact that twice now Michael has called it the Note and I'm loving that? <laughs> <laughs> I have not noticed that and I'm very appreciative of him doing I know, that. I actually, I actually noticed that. And for a second, I kept thinking about it's pre- predecessor, and I totally got confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even doing it on purpose. I, I just think of it as the note. Yeah, you um, know what? So do I. Is. So I think most I think most people are. It's but, you know, literally a Note 20 Ultra with a better processor and more cameras, <laughs> and a smaller <laughs> battery and wobbly. Okay, and you don't get into nitty gritty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and less RAM, and you know all of that other good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all right, let's let's take a quick break because I want to I, I want to get to talking about object eraser and S Pen. So. Hang tight, folks, because we've got some good stuff coming along. Let's take a break. Be right back. Ah, that's such a great sound. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. It makes it easy to scale your business in a way that was simply a hassle before. It means that, as a customer, I can confidently shop your business and not be worried about shipping issues or other problems customers can face when not ordering from the big guys. And for you as a business owner, Shopify has all the tools and resources you need for your business to succeed. With Shopify, you can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than just a store. Shopify grows with you. 
If this sounds like something that's right up your alley, you can get a free 14-day trial by using our special code. Just go to shopify.com slash ACP, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. That's ACP, like Android Central Podcast. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash ACP right now. That's shopify.com slash ACP. Okay, so Object Eraser. Uh, you know, I think this was something that was interesting because, um, Nick, you, you've been testing out this feature uh, for a while now, and you noticed, well, first first of all, tell us how you feel about Object Eraser. It was it debuted with the Pixel 6, um, and now it's on the, on the S22 phones, but there seems to be some sort of change with what's happening on the on the S22. What, what's up with that? Right. So um, Samsung uh, debuted this actually last year with the S21 as sort of an experimental feature. It's one of their, they always do these little labs features that you got to dig through menus to find. It's still basically that. I mean, you still have to go into edit, hit the little menu, then go to object eraser and do all this stuff. But they have now added two buttons that make doing this stuff much easier. They have erase shadows and erase reflections. And instead of having to, you know, highlight with your finger or the S pen on the screen, what object you want to erase. Now you just click one of those two buttons. It analyzes the photo and then it removes anything that it, you know, deems either reflections or shadows. Um, yes, it, it does. Now, the thing that I noticed is, um, especially with the shadows one, it's really picky about what it finds. And I think primarily what it's looking for is parts of a photo that are super dark. Like if the shadows just ate up most of the detail, it essentially goes in and it brightens up those portions. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's not erasing the shadows in the same way that it erases an object when you circle it. That's got to be insanely difficult to do. Uh, and then you factor skin tone into it. You can't be erasing parts of people. <laughs> yeah, now... So. <laughs> I haven't I feel, gone I feel that like some far into testing be... with it. I only threw a couple of pictures in it, so uh, that's an interesting one that I might. I'm gonna check out. Um, geez, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just assumed that it did a good job. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's a good don't, point because it's don't it, hunt me it, down. There's so many different. There's so many different me. angles and things. Like I was looking as I'm putting this review together. I'm just like, what? What do I cover and what do I not cover? Because the the amount of stuff these phones can do is daunting. I don't know. And in any case, it's nice to see that these are not only easier to use, but they actually work pretty well. And like the the reflections one, I took a couple of pictures of, you know, the TV from the side. So you can clearly see the reflection of the window in it. And I hit the button for erase reflections and it's gone. Oh, that's actually really cool. Did it erase the reflection while still leaving the TV picture intact? Yes. That's what was impressive to me. Yeah, that's cool. When I got into more, I tried a more complicated reflection in the basement here because I have a bunch of different, like you know, crazy govy lights and stuff like that in here, and it has a harder time with that because it doesn't really know. Okay, well that that light reflection is not the same as you know whatever's going on with the wallpaper on my my laptop. (laughs) Take a (laughs) selfie in the mirror and tell it to erase reflections. You, yeah, <laughs> Jerry, you are too much. What is up with this erasing people from pictures? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Michael, is this on the yeah. plus two or is this just an ultra thing? 
It is. I just didn't get a chance to test it. So. Well, because you're practical and <laughs> don't don't care about pie and this guy bullshit that people like Nick like. That's hey, that's that's <laughs> fair. I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, like I said, this thing's buried in the menus. I don't know how many people are ever going to find it unless they go out of their way to use it. It's something that I enjoy using, but even even like with Google's uh, Magic Eraser on the Pixel Six, I barely ever use it. As cool as it is, but, uh, you know, when it tells me to use it, I use it. When it pops yeah. up, that's it. I- I'm not going to look yeah. for that crap. Like with this, you have to use Samsung's gallery, which, you know, that's that's sort of another point where it's like, okay, well, this comes with Google Photos on it as well. And how many people are, are actually using the Samsung gallery app versus Google Photos? And are they ever going to find this? For right. sure. Samsung's gallery online? What do you is mean? It shared across devices? It should be, isn't it? Uh, it syncs with OneDrive, so it can. Yeah. Well, then maybe this will get people to use it. I, I'm sure there are people that use it. I'm just saying, like, you know, I, you have this whole thing where it's like it only works in the Samsung Gallery app because you got to go and hit edit and find it and all that stuff. But I don't know what. In any case, it's nice to see them improving this stuff. Even after just a year, they're introducing, you know, these these pretty major updates and features. Yeah. And I, I like it. It's a really nice use of AI. And it kind of it kind of proves like, hey, this is. This is what this stuff can be used for. This is why we want these powerful processors in these phones because there's all these little quality of life features. And like you said about camera hardware, I mean, you know, as good as the camera hardware can be in this, it still sucks compared to like a real camera. So you need this stuff to make up for it. Until you realize that you're just going to erase people from images. That's right. I want to take and hold my phone up in front of the bathroom mirror and have it erase myself and my phone's just floating there. Now, oh now I God. did that um, with the Pixel. I took a picture of my friend and was like, all right, how ridiculous can we be? And I like circled his arms and it straight up erased him. It just left his shirt there. It was great. Yeah, I, so I erased everything in a picture from oh the my Pixel God. one time and it just leaves this weird mess of lines. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to talk about one last thing. Um, which, you know, obviously we're now, we're just, we just have, we just don't care to call it the Ultra. It's, it's no longer the Ultra. It is the Note, the new Note, as Michael has put it. Let's talk about the S Pen, which is something that everyone might be interested in. S Pen. Um, <laughs> oh, S <laughs> Pen. Um, let's talk about that. What are our thoughts about the S Pen? S-Pen. I heard it's cheap and crappy feeling. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in the middle of writing an editorial on that. And I'm I'm mixed. All right, so if I compare this to early Galaxy Note S-Pens, it feels way better. It's not even comparable. Like the first couple ones, you could, you could basically snap in half if you just tried a little bit. This one is way you know better built. It's a lot sturdier. It doesn't even really have any give if you try to bend it a little bit. I think my biggest complaints about it still are it's tiny. So if you're trying to do, you know, a lot of complicated writing or drawing or something, if you have large hands, I can guarantee your hands are going to cramp up at least a little bit. Um, and then it's even though it has this nice matte finish, which makes it not slippery, there's there's no tactility to the buttons. Sorry, my stupid chickens. I hope you don't hear that. There's no tactility <laughs> to the buttons like you can't feel the button. If you're just writing, I constantly have to look at the thing. Oh, oh, crap. I flipped it over. The button's on the bottom. I got to flip it over again. I do it all the time. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has had that issue, but I've had that issue for years. Every note device, 
Except oh for, God. I think, the three and the four and maybe the five had, had like, a, a grip on the button. I can't remember before that. I had to go look it up. You know, I uh, this is something that I've kind of thought about, but, like, who is the S Pen really for? Like, in the past, we've kind of heard Samsung say that it's, like, meant for, you know, that enterprise business user who... <laughs> yeah, <you know>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> who is it for, really, though? Like, who cares about an S Pen? Because I don't. People who read websites about Android and want to make comments. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I know those people care a lot. Uh, no. Yes. You know what? The, the the Note was my favorite Samsung phone, all because of the S Pen. I think it was a lot of people's favorite phone, though. I like the Doodle when I'm bored. That's why. Mm. That's the only reason why. So Okay. Fair I, enough. Now... I have the same feeling, right? Because back in the, again, like Note 2, 3, 4, that time period, I used to take a lot of pictures and doodle on them. And I have several as I go back. Patches and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, I have several where, like, when my son was born, the first year, we stuck him in a St. Patrick's outfit, and then I doodled, like, red hair and a hat on him to make him a leprechaun (laughs) or something. Like, just stupid crap like that, okay? Like... I've got an entire album of Google I.O. with Andrew and Alex and Phil <laughs> right. and everybody all pirate doodles on them. Yeah, oh, it's, that's cute. that stuff is fun. And and there are other things like people use it for actual art. If you go on Pen Up, which is their like little mini social yeah. network thing, there's all I mean, people make crazy stuff with this thing. Like it's an amazing tool, but I never find myself using it as much as I love it. I almost you know? never use it. And like I've I've had the Fold 3 S Pen in my wallet. Since the thing came out, it's with me everywhere. I don't have the excuse of, oh, I left it at home or whatever. It's literally in my wallet. I still never use it. Wow. <laughs> like, I love it. And it's, you know, in the S22 Ultra, it's sitting in the device, which which is great. I'm really glad for it. But I still never use it. I don't know. Michael, any thoughts there? If you want to doodle, get a tab. Get there you go. I don't know. There's a Tab S8, and you'll get an actually large-sized, proper S Pen that works well and more space to draw. There you Michael's go. Michael's there like, I got the one that has the better battery. I don't care about no damn S Pen. <laughs> I like, truly like... don't. And it's the, this one is just big enough for my hand to hold relatively comfortably. I don't want a two-handed phone. I, <laughs> that's just me. I, I know that I respect people that want a, a thick thick-ass phone with a little stick to doodle on it with, but I, you know. <laughs> That's what they're going to call it next year, the little stick to doodle with. Oh, my gosh. The little S <laughs> stick. All right. The um, S stick. There you go. I wanted to end this. Are we all happy with how this podcast turned out, guys? It's like Michael's first time, my first time. I'm really happy. Are you guys happy? Wait, you're actually asking me if I'm ever happy? Yes. That was your first mistake. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, listen. I want to end the conversation um, by giving some thoughts of our own that are not related to the S22. Or we can all say what we like about the S22, whatever. But I want to end it on um, what I want to call big wins or happy moments. So why don't we go around the room in a little circle? Nick, do you want to start? What were your big wins or happy moments for this week? I, I need to go get my guitar so I could sing Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to become my big happy moment. <laughs> That's right. I, 
are, are we doing this like what's making us happy sort of thing like before? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Don't you do your homework? Damn no, it, I don't boy. do my homework. I, this is all about yeah, the seat of my pants, Tell the people what's making you happy or shut the hell up. This is, this is how it works. <laughs> yeah. All right. We started reading the eighth Harry Potter book, which if you are familiar with that at all, it was a play. And then they basically printed the manuscript. So that's a little awkward to read. And we read aloud to our son generally, <laughs> although each other, whatever. It's even more awkward to read aloud. And having started that, it actually was a lot of fun. Like we're like, okay, uh, who's in this section? All right, I'll take these characters. You take these characters. And then we read them. And it actually has been really enjoyable. And like we add, you have to say like, you know, Harry says, Ron quips, whatever. Like, like you know, you have to add those things in. And it kind of made it, more fun to read as it almost it, you feels were more like interactive now what yeah you were like it was like you were in a play right yeah it, it's it, it kind of makes us feel a little more of a part of reading it out loud versus just reading the story out loud like i don't know I, I, i've been really happy with how it's been going I hey, love what's that. the name of that big hairy dude that lives in a shack out in the Hagrid, woods? Hagrid. Hagrid. If he's in there i gotta come visit your kids <laughs> i'm not that far into the book so i don't know and I didn't this, know there was eight of them damn books. This is this is 19 years later, so I'm not sure if Hagrid's still alive. I don't, I don't know what well, the lifespan of half know. giants are. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what were your big wins, happy moments? So last year I was preparing for a marathon and I ended up injuring my knee like a month before and it really just kind of threw me off and bummed me out. And then, you know, everyone's been stuck inside a lot. Basically, I've taken a, a new, happier approach this year to just getting out there and running as much as I can. And I ran my first half marathon of the year whoop, like last whoop, weekend. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Got yeah. out in the sun and nice ocean breeze, and it was really nice. And so I'm just feeling good. I'm, I am signed up for the Big Sur Marathon in late April, and I'm just trying to get my miles up, and I'm just feeling good about it. Just I'm not worried about time. I just want to you know, run and get in the zone and avoid thinking about Android for as long as possible. <laughs> That's too much that. of my life already. If you had that S pen, you could map your route. Oh, That's God. <laughs> Wait, no, the, the stick to doodle with. I yeah. hate you, Jerry. The, the I hate stick. you. <laughs> okay, sir. Mr. Jerry. Uh, well, this isn't about me, but it still makes me happy. A family friend, is uh, their, their son is extremely bright. And he is pursuing his dreams of going to college for mechanical engineering. And he's been trying and trying to find funding and get accepted. He's going to Georgia Tech in the fall. (gasps) And that is one of the best engineering schools in the United States of America. And everybody is so happy with him. So happy for him and, and with him. And I don't know, I'm just proud of the kid trying to find a a good way to send him off that doesn't involve things that'll get the police called. But we're going to do it. (laughs) I love that. That is wonderful. Um, For me, yes, my big win and happy moment was I went to the dentist today and they... (laughs) Listen, listen. (laughs) Are you you like that elf on on Rudolph who wants to be the dentist? (laughs) No, listen. Okay, I have to give some backstory here. I'm. You guys all suck. I hate you all. <laughs> what makes you happy? I went to the dentist. No, listen, listen. I'll tell oh, you man. why this is a big deal for me. Because 
um, for as long as I've lived, I have been incredibly scared of the dentist. Like, I'm not kidding. It's been really, really traumatic experiences. Uh, when I was like 10 years old, a dentist told me that by the time I was 30, I would not have teeth. So you can only imagine how scared I am wow. when I go to the dentist. That's yes. some great bedside manner. Yeah, somebody need to beat right. that dentist new. Yeah, he was. I ain't even going to say it. Yo, man, like, listen, I have been so scared to go to the dentist, but I went to the dentist today and, you know, they took new x-rays to just make sure everything was okay. And they were like, your teeth are so healthy. There's no buildup. You have no cavities. We're so proud of you. And let me tell you, hearing those words, I have never been so happy and proud of myself. So well, good. it was a big win. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. Never said anything like that to me. No, the so dentist sure always be amazing. He looks at me and says, "This is gonna hurt." <laughs> well, anyways, um, before I let you all go, um, where can everyone find you guys on Twitter? Who wants to go? Yeah, Not I me. tweet very rarely because <laughs> no one I wants have, to be found. Okay, so uh, let's just let's just if you want to find someone, Google their name and you can find them on Twitter. Oh hell no, don't Google me. I don't know what'll show up, but it's probably lies. <laughs> yeah, you can't Google me either. There's apparently thousands of Michael Hickses in the US. There's actually an article about it about no. how because when I was younger, there was a Michael Hicks on the no fly list. Oh, so my every gosh. time that my dad, who's also named Michael, and I oh, went to fly, damn. we always had to do it, go through extra security because they thought that we were, you know, potentially going to crash the plane. So, oh, and I was, my you know, 10. So that was fun. Oh, You're my god! the gosh. world's youngest All terrorist. Right. Well, either way, if anyone wants to find anyone, Google us. Um, no, no. Uh, oh, we're all on Twitter. <laughs> we're all on Twitter. But, but make Nick say his own name because no regular person can pronounce that shit. No, I said to. it correctly. I said Nick Sutrick. Didn't I say it right? No, no, no. no. My, Twitter my Twitter name. handle. Oh, your Twitter handle. Okay, yes. yeah. You go first, Nick. No, I already said it. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> say it again. Say Guana it again. Two. <laughs> okay, Jerry, what's yours? Uh, mine's just GB Hill. G-B-H-I-L. It's nice and boring. And Michael? Michael underscore L underscore Hicks. Oh, my God. I know. I like Guanaboo better. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. This is amazing. I was young. So I wasn't. Good. I didn't think I'd ever actually tweet. But yours sounds so professional. It makes the rest of us look bad. Um, mine's also professional. It's just my first and last name underscore last name. So Shruti underscore Shaker. I'm really boring. I know it, it is what it is. It's okay. I was happy about going to the dentist. My Twitter handle is boring. Whatever. <laughs> you guys, you guys all can go suck it. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, Jerry Hildenbrand, Nicholas Sutrick, Michael Hicks, Shruti Shaker. We're all so happy to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking your time and hearing us just talk about the S22. Good Lord. Hope you all have a lovely day, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Adios. See ya.